Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prime Time with Alex Stein program. Tonight, we have a lot of information to cover, starting with Major League Baseball player Trevor Bauer issuing his first public statement about his two-year suspension from baseball because of false allegations that were made against him. Everyone in the world would agree that someone making a false statement about one of the most horrific things in the world, like rape, definitely deserves to go to jail. But instead of jail, we're going to interview Lindsey Hill, who is the young woman who accused all-star pitcher Trevor Bauer of physically assaulting her in a non-consensual sexual way. This will be a very controversial episode indeed. I can tell because we're going to bring up some damning text messages and ask the accuser what the truth is about this entire ordeal and if she feels guilty for ruining the professional career of a Major League Baseball player. And then on top of all of that, we also have Sarah Fields coming in studio to discuss how she exposed my favorite liberal transgender icon, Harry Season, for making false bomb threats against himself and his university, NYU. So tonight is going to be absolutely insane. And even though I'm a comedian and I love to make people laugh, tonight's episode will be a little more serious because there's a huge precedent set by people that make false allegations against athletes for example, the Duke lacrosse team or Kobe Bryant, we must do whatever we can to prosecute all rapists, but we also need to hold the people accountable to the same extent that make false rape allegations against consensual sexual partners. Tonight is going to be one for the ages, so buckle up, Buttercup, because this blimp is about to fly into the stratosphere. Now let's get this party started. I'm so my grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. But break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, Alejandro Stein, and we got a very spicy margarita of an episode tonight. We welcome on... Trevor Bauer's uh, sexual accuser, Lindsay Hillon, to give her side of the story, talking about Trevor's viral video about the allegation. So this is going to get, like I just said, very spicy. But before we get into that, I want to welcome on investigative journalist, beautiful young mother that's out there grinding and exposing all of these imbeciles like Harry Cison for lying. I want to welcome on the one and the only Sarah Field. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I appreciate you being here, Sarah. So I don't know if you watch the show much, but I am stressed. I need some energy. I mean, this episode is going to be nuts. Have you seen this Trevor Bauer thing at all? <laughs> Have you seen every, for every episode, I like to just. <laughs> I watched it repeatedly on the way up here. Holy. Ah! <laughs> Did I get a little Red Bull on you? A little bit, but I'm it's okay. Sorry. It's sugar-free. I'm sorry about that. Have you ever seen... This is my favorite movie. Let me see if this... Have you ever seen this movie before? I have. What's it called, then? Scream. Are you scared? No. Okay, well... Damn no, it. Didn't sorry. work. She's not. She's tough as nails. <laughs> she's tough as nails. Jimmy, why didn't that scare her, Jimmy? <laughs> I think your real face is scarier. Oh, my God. Jimmy, you are so unfunny sometimes. <laughs> I want to grab... I want to just reach to the monitor like the ring. Did you ever see the movie The Ring? I the, did. Yeah, she steps out of the monitor. I want to step out of your monitor, and I want to just, you know, st strangle you with my ghost presence. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> Let's tease Fauci ouchie. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me talk about <laughs> uh, the most relevant thing possible. We made a song called Fauci Ouchie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying, oh, that song's two years late. No, it's not, you idiot! 
right on time. And, and good stuff takes a while to uh, make it. You know, it's like a cake or like a baby. It takes nine months. This is our baby. It took uh, 24 months. So please stay tuned until the end of the episode to see the premiere of the Fauci Ouchie starring JVT, Primetime Alex Stein, and Brie Teresi. Okay, now let's get to the show. So, Sarah, you exposed. Oh, no, we got caption contests. Oh, my. We got a, on the serious episode tonight, we have a caption contest? We, we bookend the funny, serious in the middle. Okay, let's play the dumbass caption. Uh, it's, let's, it's, what is, I love this game. Oh, I hate this. Okay, what is this now? This is Sargon being weird, and it looks like there's... Dar you did cover Darius. That's the remnants of bananas. Yeah, it looks like a remnant of something else. Okay, let's see. Let's go through. Captain One in orbit. Get yourself a guy who looks at you the way Carl looks at Darius. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, I like that. Who did that one? Always say their names too. Let's give them a proper shout out. At in orbit. Okay, thank you. In orbit. We like that. All right, this one at G's Witch. I think I accidentally <laughs> downloaded the wrong Matrix movie. That was pretty funny too. I like that that's one. A good okay, one. number three. All right, John Colson, 5654. Damn, man, we were just supposed to have a pillow fight. Ah, Dan, that's a real fan. Thank you for that one, John. Okay, now the next one. Dang, 4690. <laughs> Two guys, one banana. Yeah, dang, 4690. I think you are the winner. I like number four, but make sure to vote in the chat. Uh, are you one, two, able to make a poll? Okay, we're actually, we figured out how to make a poll. It only took six months. All right, guys. It only takes six months to figure out something very simple to do on YouTube for us. But that's okay because, guys, Rome wasn't built in one day and either was the Primetime with Alex Stein program. So, Jimmy, we need to get into our lovely guest, Sarah Fields. And are you, listen, Sarah, you might not know this, but do you know my producer, Jimmy, went to Princeton? I did not know that. I know, and he's an idiot. I don't like Ivy League schools. Do you like Ivy League schools? No. Thank you. That's smart. I, because <laughs> kids from Ivy League schools always turn out to be weirdos. Jimmy's a perfect example. You know why? Because Jimmy's best friend is Harry Season. Did you know that? That's disgusting. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Sarah, you didn't know this, did you? No. Jimmy, Jimmy, come on camera right now and explain your relationship to Sarah right now in 10 seconds. I love Harry Season. He makes me smile with his pro Biden tweets. Okay, you're being sarcastic, but you do DM him. No, we are. Uh, we've. It started when we tried to book him on the show. I might have accidentally called his parents' house, and he tweeted freaking out about it. And then I DM'd him and uh, threw things over. But now I joined a Twitter space, and I was really nice to him. And uh, yeah, now really we're boys. nice to him. He didn't even have my side. Jimmy's such a bitch ass. Had Harry's side more than mine. <laughs> Talking about, oh, Alex is crazy. Alex is crazy. Oh, I'm, Alex yeah, is yeah like, Jimmy, I, I heard it. I heard what you said, you idiot. I you thought imbecile. you wanted to be known as that. <laughs> no, I don't want it. Not from my producer. Yeah, from the lamestream media. They can call me crazy. You're supposed to amp me up. Alex is smart. Alex is beautiful. He could be a male model. He should work for Calvin Klein. He's an incredible actor. He's six foot three. He could lose a few pounds, but even at his plump state, he's very beautiful. You need to say stuff like that. All right, not really crazy. Because nothing I do is crazy, Jimmy. No, I, don't, no. I don't act crazy. I act normal. Did you say six foot three? Yes, that is my height. Okay. What, what, what have you been telling people? You told me something completely. What did I tell you? You told me six foot one. No, I didn't. No, I did. I don't lie about my height. Get your <laughs> messages. I would never lie. I've always been six three. I always will be six three until I get scoliosis, and then I'll be like six one. But that's neither here nor there. So. I want to get back to you, Sarah, because I know we're going to have an incredible episode. I know everybody's waiting for Lindsay to come on. I'm sure you're excited to speak to her as well. But, so tell, us, but tell us about Harry Season and this fake bomb threat. And what's the story? How did you expose him? Uh, well, it, it honestly started with his 
I just always thought he was a spoiled brat, snotty-nosed kid that runs across my feet all the time and is constantly spreading all these bullcrap lies and has all these thousands of Gen Z kids who are constantly following him and, you know, just uh, worship him like some sort of idol. And I got absolutely sick of his nonsense. So he posted one day that there was a bomb threat. And if you want to pull up uh, number one, yeah, uh, Harry's initial tweet, um, he said that uh, this, there is a bomb threat that was sent to me, my university, and my management team. Which who's this management team? Because I'd, I'd like Callet to, management, I'd like to know that. who's paid what? by the DNC allegedly. Yeah. What, what do they call Jimmy Callet? Pallet. I'm surprised you don't work for him. Okay, go ahead. I think they already proved that he is paid by the DNC. I, d I do. But he Shut was up. so serious here. He said they threatened to kill me and claimed that a bomb was placed in my dorm room. My school immediately alerted me and knew it was fake due to the fact that I don't even live in the dorms. Uh, first of all, um, just so you know, I'm, I'm prior MP. I was 31 Bravo, and I've responded to bomb threats before, and we absolutely do not respond to bomb threats and just say, oh, it was fake, fake, because you don't live in the freaking dorms. Yeah. So that's absolute bull crap. You would have already assumed that maybe it was placed in another dorm or placed in a, uh, and it also said in, in the email that it was placed in a public building, so that would have had to have been investigated as well. So... Me being the person that I am, I'm like, I'm going to just call NYU, you know, it's, it's not hard to do. It's, you know, anyone can do this. So I called NYU and I asked them to transfer me to campus security, which is open 24-7. It was on a Sunday. And um, I talked to them and the man that picked up the phone was dispatch. He gave his dispatch number and everything. And I said, hey, can you let me know if you're under any kind of bomb threat or have been in the past week? Because it was on September 21st that it supposedly happened. This was a few days later. Um, and I said, have you had been under any kind of alert in the past week? He said, no, that's literally how he responded. <laughs> he said, I well, no and that's a fair question. Because I'm just saying you might want to know if your school is under a bomb threat. I mean, just right. saying, I think that's a fair any question. student, any parent of a student would want to know that. Yeah. Right. And so I tweeted back or posted back. I freaking hate that it's called. You can say tweet. Okay, cool. Um, but I told him that I called NYU and connected with the school's campus safety and that uh, they told me that there were no alerts, uh, no alerts, and knew nothing of uh, what he was talking about. And then after that, I wrote an open records request because I write a lot of those. That's how I get to the bottom of a lot of and find out a lot of information. I wrote an open records request to uh, NYPD asking them for the police report. And then he responded by calling me an idiot. Ooh! Like right off the bat, he called me an idiot. He said the threat never made it to campus safety because it was never taken seriously. Any bomb threat should be taken seriously, first of all. Yeah. But uh, they knew it was fake from the beginning due to the fact that I don't live in the dorms. I've already addressed that. This was, <laughs> listen to this part though. This was handled by me and people involved in student life. You don't have to harass these poor people. What school in their right mind allows a student and the student body to handle a bomb threat? No, you just they, they don't they don't they don't do that. Hey, Sarah, I so I have to give some context. Harry Season DM me when he saw you were coming on the show. God, you sound like such a homosexual when you say I, that. But I mean, seriously, I invited, okay, show all I three of us. I, I, show all three of us. I, I want to see this. Okay. What, no, I so I invited him on the show. I'm like, please defend yourself. And he said no, of course. But then he kept sending he uh he told me like certain things to respond to, and he was like, I want Sarah to know that student life does not mean literal students, it means the 
uh, uh, campus adult people that work in student life. It wasn't just students. So I guess what's your response to that? Also, what he says, I shouldn't take him for what he says then. No, he's uh, Jimmy, he shut says. up. Student Life is like an organization that within the school that helps the students. So it's like, you know, like uh, you're a counselor or something. It's a student life thing. Are they trained on bomb threats? Yeah, they, uh, I don't think uh, they are. I, well, I would seriously doubt it. If they I, were, I'd be very apparently, impressed. I'm not sure. What's Harry saying? What are you guys doing? He's saying that the bomb threat was real. Is that the is that? Well, is that he, the story? Yeah, of course he's saying the bomb threat is real. And he said the reason he says student life is because it was like the campus people who are qualified to handle it. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, Sarah, I'll let you continue where the plot thickens with the Cleary Act and all that yes. weird stuff. Yeah, okay, so this is crazy. So we all know who Harry works for. I mean, literally days after this whole bomb threat thing happened, there's a video of him on TikTok in, in uh, I believe it was a hotel room, with Obama in, and talking to Obama. What? Were they having sex? Why was he in a hotel I, room with Barack Obama? If they had been, I wouldn't have been surprised. But Barack Obama, did they you, were not doing that. Did you read those letters that he wrote to his ex-girlfriend? <laughs> I read them all the time before I go to bed at night. And sometimes I get the lubriderm out and it I just- It makes you so happy. Oh, it makes you really relaxed. <laughs> For about two minutes, I'm really frantic and then I'm really relaxed after <laughs> I read it. Just right. so everybody knows, I don't usually sound like this, uh, but I, ha hot. I have an upper respiratory infection. <laughs> it's kind of hot. She stay perpetually infected for you. It's Lady Gaga-esque and we actually had her dad on the show. It's uh, like girl oh, RFK nice. Jr. No, Jimmy, oh, do not do that, no, that's, Jimmy. That's he good. has a disease. You're racist against. Oh, that's uh, you're terrible. ableist. I don't deal with ableist. No, you don't sound like RFK. <laughs> okay, no, let's get to the Cleary Act, though. Okay, so the Cleary Act. Um, for people who do not know, the Cleary Act is something. Let's just say that's connected with NYU. Uh, the NYU, which is the school that Harry goes to, which by the way is not doxing, even though he accused me of doxing him. It's literally all over the internet, and he talks himself about where he goes to school. Uh, so that's stupid. Um, but at NYU, there is something called the Cleary Act, and this goes with any university. They are required by law to report any criminal incident that occurs at a school. And myself, and after I got, I had already gotten so many people riled up with my response and what I posted about Harry, myself and a ton of people got on the Cleary Act and began looking for this bomb threat incident, and it just was not there. It wasn't there. Um, so, the, so that's how you know there was no cop, there was no police there report? There was nothing, there was literally nothing. There was no proof of this bomb threat, which all, all, all of a sudden, which made Harry look bad even more. And so- know, You know, because I, I made a police report last night because my Uber Eats driver was 45 minutes late. So I'm very familiar- You can with, make a, a, yeah. a police report about anything. I know, if you're 45 yeah. minutes late and you're delivering my Kung Pao tofu, I'm calling the police on you. Yeah, and it wasn't a lie, so anyway. So all these people started making a stink. That started to go viral about it uh, not being in the Cleary Act. And then magically, Harry comes on the scene. He says, um, again, starts offending people, saying they're not, he told me I didn't do my due, due diligence, diligence, all this stuff, and said, here it is right here. It is on the Cleary Act. And he pointed out, right? You can see him uh, on his video pointing out where it is on the Cleary Act. First of all, on that report, it doesn't say anything about a bomb threat. It says aggravated uh, harassment, I believe is what it said, and false report. Doesn't say anything about a bomb threat, please remember that. So then I was like, okay, what do I do? Because I have gone back through all of this information over the past couple days and it was never there and all of a sudden magically it's there. Again, he has very powerful people behind him. I know he does, we all know this. Um, so anyway, a good friend of mine 
contacted me and said, you know, you can go back um, into the, and I'm not technology inclined at all, but you can go back into the cached, is it? Uh, archived. Yeah, archived. The, ar the archived website and see that that is true. I was like, okay, so he gave me step-by-step -step directions. I did that. I went back and sure enough, it was not there. So it literally was not input. Input added after. It was added after the fact. It was added about I think it was like four or five days after the fact. Wow. So I was able to take a screenshot of that and then compare it to uh, Harry's Harry's picture, which ticked him off so bad that I I made him look like someone's sister. Like he was being ratioed out of his mind. Like yeah. it, I'm sure it angered him a I lot. I ratio him all the time. It's very easy. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, it is probably easy to do, especially now. So what happened though? So so now the clear act. So what's the latest with it? Has he admitted? Well, that? Sarah, uh, Sarah, the one other thing he wanted me to share. Oh I'm being his boss. Uh, I'm being his assistant. He wanted like me to this? bring up uh, number six. The NYU president. Oh yeah, the made lovely a statement. statement. Okay, made a statement a week NYU later. Spokes, spokesperson, yeah, John Beckham. Uh, first of all, I would love. Love to see the financials of this person, first of all. Second of all, let me tell you something. This statement did not come out. Look at the date on there. This statement did not come out until a week after the incident occurred, an entire week after myself and quite a few people put pressure on NYU because uh, I put out a post that said, if Harry is lying about the bomb threat, then that's absolutely terrible. But if he's not lying about the bomb threat, then it makes NYU look bad because they did not respond appropriately to a bomb threat. And that went viral as well. And it put a lot of pressure on NYU. Everyone was tagging NYU. And then magically, this statement appears. Okay, I want you to remember that. The next part in this, okay, the next part in this is that if you look, if you go to uh, number five, go to number five real quick. There was another bomb threat on the 28th. Okay, I want you to look at the time that it was that it occurred and that it was reported. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's a 20 minute time. It happened okay? at 211 and at 232 is a report. Yeah, same day that it occurred. It was posted on the Cleary Act. Uh, it was re it was occurred and reported within 20 minutes. It was responded to very quickly. If you go back and look at the other one, the one from the 21st, it w it occurred. I believe it was like 1:30 in the morning, and it wasn't. It showed that it wasn't reported until two o'clock in the afternoon. Harry. It was a bomb threat nine hey, hours Harry's later in the reported. chat. Harry's Harry, in the you're chat. a liar, Harry. You're a liar. No, no, You've I'm been busted, serious. Harry. You've been busted lying. No, no, no. Just, no, no. Just, just stop. Harry's in the chat. Okay, I'm... don't tell me to stop, Jimmy. You're the I'm one who needs kidding. to stop. Yeah, I know. You need to stop being such a dumbass. <laughs> Jimmy going to Princeton being best friends with Harry. Here, don't here. tell me to stop on my own show. I'll, First I'll, of all, Jimmy, I don't care what Harry Season says. I'm not that. He loves to be a victim. A little baby that bitch. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sure he's in the chat being a victim Do you want him to call in? Do you want him to call in? We're about to talk to the accuser. He needs to pick a better at the end of the episode. We got Lindsay Hill. Okay, on. okay. Well, uh, okay. We'll have him call in at the end. Okay. How about that? Okay. Why? You know, you're the producer. Why don't you get this stuff set? You're best friends with him. Why don't you I, get I this stuff? I invited him on. He said no. no. He changed well, his Harry, mind. you're a liar, and you got busted lying because they made a bomb threat and they made the report within 20 minutes, and then your fake bomb threat it took him a week, and then the NYU had to make a statement and all this stuff because you got your hand caught in the cookie And the jar. thing is, is that even if he was telling the half truth about a bomb threat, his story back and forth. The back and forth changed so many stinking times that it comes to the points like, who do you even believe anymore? Yeah, I know. Who are you, you know supposed how, to believe? And also, you know, I know how he got into NYU. He said he was Venezuelan. I know that he lied about that, I think. Uh, Is that true? Ask him in the chat. That's just alleged. Don't hold me to that. But I've heard allegedly that he lied on his admissions and said he was Venezuelan. I'll, 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 we ask, can ask him if him. he's being, is he Venezuelan? Dead naming is Venezuelan <laughs> or whatever it's called. Trans. 
Racially? Is he a <laughs> racial guy? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I just want to choke you. Now, let's get to that. Okay, we'll have him until the end of the episode. Now, we welcome on the main guest. of the. Well, I, I don't mean to be like that. Sorry, Sarah. But this is the guest that everybody really wants to talk to. She is, not yet. She's not ready yet. Well, she's about to be here. So, guys, this is what you've all been waiting for. Now, if you don't know the story, Major League Baseball player, former Major League Baseball player, Trevor Bauer, who at one point was the highest paid Major League player in the league. That sounds redundant, but he was. He was accused, not just by this person, but there was multiple accusations, but this accusation being, I guess, the one that started all the allegations, of having some non-consensual uh, sexual aggression to our next guest, Lindsey Hill. Now, about two years later, after a two-year suspension, it's coming out that Lindsey and Trevor have both agreed to drop their lawsuits against each other. So, of course, Trevor is speaking about this for the first time, and he made a viral video, a four-minute video, that now I think, believe, it's at 75 million views on Twitter, explaining his side of the story. And in it, he basically called Lindsay a liar. Now, I don't know Lindsay personally. I've dealt with her a little bit on the pre-interview, but I do know that um, there's three sides to every story. There's his side, her side, and the truth. So the reason that I'm bringing on Lindsay tonight is I want to get down to the nitty-gritty. I want to know the details, because... Listen, if she lied about these accusations, she deserves to go to jail. I agree. I think everybody in the chat would agree with that. I think Sarah, my guest, would agree with that. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's more to the story than, than we know, than you know, than I know. And so we're going to give her the ability. We're going to give her the ability to come on tonight and give her side of the story on a platform that's going to get hopefully or potentially, you know, millions of eyeballs on it. So with all that being said, I want to welcome on our very special guest, Lindsay Hill. Lindsay, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you doing, Alex? Doing better now, Lindsay, now that you're here. Wow. Uh, you're very gorgeous. And I, I don't want to, you know, everybody, everybody, though, online, Lindsay, before I have you on, they're like, you need to roast that girl. You need to cuss her out. You need to kill her. I don't want to do any of that stuff because I, I do tend to believe, you know, how they always say me too, believe victims. That is a little cliche, but I don't know. I feel, feel like you wouldn't make an accusation if there wasn't something there. So, I want to start off by playing Trevor's clip, and I want to get your initial reaction to it, Lindsay. So let's play the clip. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer? Take his money. So how might that work? I'm going to his house Wednesday, she said. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then, after the first time we met, net worth is 51 mil, she said. Bitch, you better secure the bag, was the response. Uh, but, but how was she going to do that? Need daddy to choke me out, she said. Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million, read another text. Her AA sponsor asked her at one point, do you feel a tiny bit guilty? Not really, she replied. Uh, information like this video which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. Uh, and now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, it was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021, without my knowledge or consent, of course. Uh, in it, you can see her lying in bed next to me while I'm sleeping, smirking at the camera without a care in the world, or any marks on her face. I think it paints a pretty clear picture of what actually happened the evening of May 15th and why the video was originally concealed from us. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, after hearing the evidence available to her, Judge Diana Gold Saltman found that Lindsay Hill had misled the court. She found her claims to be materially misleading. 
she denied her request for a domestic violence restraining order, and she found that no sexual assault or non-consensual conduct took place. How do you respond to those uh, statements made by Trevor? Oh, man. Well, that's a very heavy loaded question. Um, uh, the first thing I just want to say is I am truly blown away since he has posted that what a four minute video of, you know, text with no time stamps or context um, or, you know, a clip of the video that has been public for over a year um, played and, and so on. Uh, what that has done to blow up the media and seeing these, you know, bigger names, um, most of them who I really, really respect weigh in on the situation after watching just a four minute video. And I think what I'm seeing um, is that it's a whole brand new crowd that essentially hasn't followed the case that's been going on and that I have been walking through for two and a half years um, that is weighing in on this. And it's sometimes, you know, the first time they're seeing anything about this case. Um, and I, it's truly, you know, I've been trying to step back. There's a ton of hate uh, a ton of just horrible things being said about me um, and stepping back. It's just crazy to see, you know, the power of social media. And in this four minute video, um, the amount that is missing, uh, sometimes I just want to scream, you know, have y'all not been paying attention this last two and a half years from what's come out? Um so it's a lot of emotion, but, you know, as soon as I knew that the settlement was uh, confirmed, I just had been prepping for, you know, Trevor's been attacking me in the media for two and a half years. So at some point, you know, I'm, I'm used to it and it's something that would be expected. I just didn't know that it would just reach to this level of hate for me with a lot of people not asking questions, asking questions about the MLB arbitrators ruling, um, for it was essentially a mini trial, you know what I mean? What was her ruling? Sorry, Lindsay, what was the arbitrator's, uh, what, what happened in arbitration or what can you say? Yeah, totally. So that was a really crazy time in my life. Um, I think I'm seeing a lot of people say, this girl ruined, you know, he's in, been in Japan for two years, but the MLB uh, investigation that initially lasted 10 months um, dealt with several different women, um, several different accusations. So I was not the only case that was presented in that. Um, and so I did write it down because I think it, this is just what everybody's missing. Um, and so when, unfortunately, none of these proceedings, like I said, it was a mini trial, were ever publicized because it was under the confidential uh, confidentiality policy. So it was so hard for me because, you know, being on the other side, um, getting to play my side of evidence and things like that, um, it was super hard. Um, and that's the thing that everybody's missing and Trevor will never talk about is this MLB arbitration ruling. Um, so at the end of the day, the... Um, We'll never know what the arbitrator's specific ruling was that went out to, you know, the teams and whatnot, I believe. Uh, but the Dodgers did release a statement that, um, and, you know, a big argument of this is, oh, Dodgers are woke and that's why they're doing this. But a neutral arbitrator came in and ha heard all of the evidence. And this is what the result was. It says two extensive reviews of all the available evidence in this case one by Commissioner Manfred and another by a neutral arbitrator concluded that Mr. Bauer's actions warranted the longest ever active player suspension in our sport for violations of this policy. And that was only pertaining to your issue with him or the other uh, quote unquote allegations where those all piled in together? Um, yes, it was including all of the women's allegations, the evidence. Um, he. So you're not solely responsible for his suspension. Is that what you're saying, basically? 
Correct. Yes, there was a lot of different things that went into um, the initial suspension and the arbitrator's ruling, and um, there was multiple women involved in that. Okay. Okay, Lindsay. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Nobody's watching. It's just you and me talking. I like to slap and pull a hair and you know do this and that. Let's just be real. I mean, we all like to have a little fun. Did. Did he cross the line? What happened? I mean, how does it go from kind of playful, fun stuff to assault? You know, what can you say and how can you uh, describe the situation? Yeah, it's actually something, you know, for two and a half years, I have been testifying on and, you know, explaining things away. Every text message, you know, the video, it all has an explanation. Well, those text messages are bad, though. Lindsay, you keep bringing the text and I don't even want to, you know, totally kill you on these texts. But as a person that, you know, listen, these texts, let's look at right here. What does that mean? Next victim star pitcher for the Dodgers. That's text one. That's kind of bad, Lindsay. What is that? I mean, I know you're saying this is no context, and I'm sure you're being sarcastic. I'm guessing. I mean, well, but what the hell does that mean? Next victim. Yeah, and this is, you know, exactly what Trevor wanted to do was random pick three or four texts and weave it into a narrative where I just look horrible. Um, but so, you know, when I explain that and in, in my deposition and different things, um, I'm like you, I like to joke. I'm very sarcastic, sometimes inappropriate. Anyone who knows me will know that. Um, and these are private you know, text messages with my friends and uh, agreed victim is not the word there, but um, what I, you know, my, my past, I've been involved with um, other baseball players. Uh, that was my world at the time. And it was a funny way, you know, I had already dated baseball players and it was a funny, sarcastic way to say, oh, here's the next one, you know, that I'm gonna, try to get attention from and it was a lot of ego and you know attention seeking behavior which is what i can own and what he can't do is own any part but i can totally own the the attention seeking behavior um but these texts you know in a grand scheme don't address what happened at all this was before any of you know our interactions or anything like that so what happened though so so he so in the next text he says i need daddy to choke me out then then the third one it says being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million. And I have to be honest, when I read these text messages, I get a little sexually aroused. But I, I think that's just because I'm insane. But, uh, I mean, wh- what happened? He choked you out. He beat you up. Because in that one video, you were smiling after it. So, and, 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 you know, you sent me that one phone call that we can't play. He did admit that he hit you in the phone call. He said that. He said, yeah. But he said it was consensual. So, it's like, I mean, he said she said at this point, right? So, what, what happened, in your opinion? Totally. I think there's several points I can hit on um, those other text messages just to address those other horrible ones that are just horrifying to be read out loud to. Um, but I think that, uh, like I said, out of context, you know, the next line under that is, oh, you know, my friend saying, can't wait for you to be a rich baseball wife. There was never text that intermingled violence with finances or anything like that. It was just a way for them to weave this narrative. Um, so, I mean, when you ask me what happened, um, it's probably the longest story in the world. I think that video of me in the, in the bed the next morning definitely raises a lot of eyebrows. Um, yeah, cause your face didn't look, your face didn't look that bad, but then I saw other photos where you had black eyes. So what was that from the same thing? I, that's, I was, I was confused. Yeah. So there's another thing that hasn't been public was when my entire body, um, was photographed by, uh, it was called a SART exam. Um, so really the timing of that video, how I, what really happened was all of that. I did not make up an accusation about what he did to me. All of that went down. I have the pictures to prove it. I have the phone call that directly aligns, you know, with no denial of doing all of those things. Um, 
So that video the next morning, you know, when I'm still trying to, I hadn't seen all everything that had happened in my body. I really had no idea. Um, and just full of emotion. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist to know what happens after the body takes that kind of, um, experience. Uh, but my cousin had Snapchatted me and he knew I was over there and he kind of had said, you know, Hey, how's it going? And in my mind at that point, you know, that was probably like, 20, 30 minutes before I left Bauer's house, I, you know, was thinking like, there's no way I can tell anyone what happened. First of all, it's so embarrassing because it ended up with me crying and shaking and it was just so embarrassing. And so I record that to just send back to my cousin, like, Hey, everything, you know, is fine. Um, so that is exactly what happened there with me of just trying to rally and didn't think I would ever say anything about what happened at that point in time. Um, and then I get real fired up about this, um, is, you know, so that video is taken with no lights on in the room, um, on Snapchat, it was taken and saved to the app. So a lot of differences there between natural light and all that stuff. Um, and it takes a minute for a bruise to come up. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, it's not just in, a bruise takes a minute to come up. So yeah. 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 Yes. Any normal person, you know, can see uh, that bruises will take time. That video was taken maybe four hours after everything happened. So um, I took that and I think, and I, you know, said this straight in my deposition, if you zoom in, the scratches are all there, you know, you can't see if there's a shadow on my face. So what I did was, and these of course never been public either. Um, some of them have been, um, I get in the car about 20, maybe 10, 20 minutes after that and take selfies of my, my entire face. And there that you can, you know, see the bruise just starting um, and the scratching and all of that stuff. And so then as time went on, I wasn't aware, aware of anything else on my body, um, but those did develop, you know, within 20, 24 hours. Um, so, you know, and over and over again, those pictures of me in the car with the bruising starting to develop, the metadata continually handed over and over again to ve verify that nothing was filtered or anything like that. You know, the metadata has been bulletproof this entire case. Well, what do you say to the people that, you know, now that you've settled the lawsuit, they're going to say, well, you were lying. What do you say to those people that are calling you a liar, Lindsay? It's a great question. Like I said, I'm pretty numb to it at this point. I've been dealing with it a lot. Um, my biggest thing is just, you know, ask questions, maybe do some digging into the case, realize that there's a lot of this that was labeled confidential. Unfortunately, there's other women involved and I am so confident in, you know, and I was fully prepared to go to trial and to do all those things. And he is the one, you know, that has never been testified under oath. He's never been questioned, cross-examined publicly. And I am the one that has been. Um, so there's just so much. I think that uh, another key ruling in the civil process that had also taken place when he was trying to dismiss my counterclaims was that Judge Selna in California, he did rule that because Trevor makes this whole argument about the restraining order hearing. Yeah, not, yeah. not being granted. Uh, um, keep, yeah, keeping in mind that the police didn't give me that cold call transcript between me and him. Uh, so about 14 months later, I wasn't even able to use that cold call as evidence in my restraining order trial. Um, so judge. Well, were you really worried though, Lindsay? Now I'm not trying to cut you off. I mean, do you think he was going to come and hurt you again? You were worried for your safety? Seriously? At that point, I was way more concerned with him not contacting me. Okay. And it was just a trippy time for me because I had already cooperated with him. But he never hit you, though, outside of anything that you're doing with, you know, 
in the bedroom, right? I mean, he was never like, oh, you Snapchatted a guy and hit you, right? I mean, everything was, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Just want to make sure. I didn't like that. So that, I mean, it's super valid. I think people have a lot of questions about their straining order as well. Um, it was more so of, you know, that fear of like, well, you know, I can just secure a no contact order, you know, if he does find out I'm talking to the police and whatever, you know, he wants to do. And then, you know, come to find out later that another woman in Ohio just a year before me had had a temporary restraining order um, against him which I feel like also is not talked about as much in this pattern of behavior. Um, so I do think that's, that's all very valid, but what, you know, I was saying is ultimately I got that vindication when the judge in our civil case ruled that Trevor was not cleared of any wrongdoing in the restraining order hearing. And that was a, a judge's ruling. Okay. So what hurts your feelings the most? And they call you Lindsay Smollett or they call you uh, Kobe Bryant's accuser. Which one do you uh, piss you off the most? Oh my gosh. I mean, like I said, I do, I have always, and it's gotten me in a lot of trouble by coping with humor skills. Um, that's what gets me through. Uh, so Smollett's a pretty, pretty gnarly one. I know the Smollett one's good. I kind of like the Smollett. Okay. So now we have an investigative journalist. This is Sarah Fields. I'm sure Sarah wants to ask you a question. So Sarah, please, what question do you have for Lindsay? Um, I actually, I don't have a whole lot of questions. I just, um, I mean, these text messages are incredibly concerning and it doesn't really feel like something that should be joked around about. Um, but I mean, were you granted a restraining order? No. You were not granted a restraining order because like, okay, so I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to call you a liar because I don't think that that would be appropriate. But what I will say is that if anybody ever accuses someone of something so horrific and it's, it's not actually true, that would be the most disgusting thing because this man's career uh, has potentially been completely destroyed. His future has been completely stained. And that is very bothersome to me as someone who is a DV victim myself, a DV survivor, as well as uh, my daughter is also a survivor of a horrific thing that we came out of. And I was myself accused of something that I absolutely did not do. And that was horrific in itself. It caused trauma and it caused PTSD, not just to me, but to my entire family. Um, and now a lot of that is out in the open and it's that it's brought that trauma back all over again of what I went through in my marriage with my abusive ex-husband, who now, uh, years later, we've been finally exonerated and it's been proven that everything we did say was true because now he sits in a prison cell for 15 years in a, uh, actually not far from here, believe it or not. Um, and it should be longer than that. But I think that anyone who accuses someone of doing something like this and uh, and is not telling the truth because they're putting money over life. They value money over the life of someone else belongs in a jail cell right next to my ex-husband. Do you agree that fake sexual assault accusers should go to prison, Lindsay? I absolutely do. And I think there's a big reason that that has never happened to me in two and a half years because of all of the different evidence that has been laid out there. I mean, I, I certainly am of the opinion that something happened. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and call you a liar. Now, everybody on the right wing, they're coming after you. They're calling you a whore. They're saying you're a cleat chaser because you were texting some other baseball player, this and that. You know, I'm just saying, you know, that's what you're going to get. My whole problem with this situation, though, it's like nobody wins. You lose. He loses. You had a bad thing. It's like, how do we fix the situation? Or is your life always going to be stained? Is his life always going to be stained? How are you going to try to move on from all of this, Lindsay? 
Um, I'm just finally really, really relieved to be done with it. And um, at the end of the day, I just have so much confidence in knowing that the things that will keep coming out, no matter how they come out, um, just reveals the the actuality of the situation so much more than a four minute video. Um, and I, you know, he has another trial with another um, accuser that's actually scheduled for May in Arizona. And I think a lot will come out uh, in that trial as well. Um, so I think that what I have to do is, you know, step back. There's a lot of things that I absolutely have to work on. Um, but it's time for me to, to step back and finally close this chapter of my life and, you know, let karma do the rest for sure. Well, Lindsay, you're in great shape. You don't need to work on your body much, but you probably do need to work on your little mental health a little bit from this. I mean, I know how this goes. But so, I mean, when it comes to all of the allegations, we're talking about the legal stuff that's, you know, weighing on him and the, you know, future potential stuff. Are you satisfied with this outcome? I mean, I would think that if I was an assault victim, I wouldn't be satisfied. But how do you actually feel right now after everything now is kind of almost over? Yeah, like I said, um, I was more than willing to go to trial, more than confident um, in what that would have portrayed and revealed um, on a public scale. But I really, especially over the last year or so, have just completely crumbled and my soul has been, you know, crushed by litigation and all of this stuff. And I just made the decision that nothing is worth, um, you know, public vindication or anything like that. What I was going through and feeling um, at the moment so I, I just had to make that decision that um, mental health, my mental health and my healing is more, more important to me than getting every single thing public and really bringing the truth to the situation. And then Trevor mentioned a thing that's, you know, very personal. He's, he's talked about how you're going to Alcoholics Anonymous. So when you and Trevor would hang out, did y'all drink a lot? I'm guessing was that a big part of the relationship drinking? Uh, because, you know, when you're drunk, you know, you are impulsive. Was alcohol a, a big part of this in your opinion? Um, so I actually, when I met Trevor, I had not drank in 18 months and, um, I was really heavy into AA and really doing well at that point. So you were sober um, when you met him. Yes, I was. Um, and that was a really, you know, before that, a good time of my life. Um, I learned a lot. I tried to start getting sober in 2019. Um, so, uh, it, my sobriety has taken a toll and I have fallen on my face and, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen the Morgan Wallen video. Yes, we have the Morgan Wallen video. Let's play a clip of it. Oh, my gosh, Lindsay, let's play a clip of this video. We're only going to play 10 seconds of it. Let's show it. This video, even though you look good in the outfit. Okay, let's play it, Jimmy. Oh, it. Lindsay, you look hot. But who are you mad at in this video? Hey, don't do that. I don't think this video is that bad. I mean, you just look a little buzzed. Yeah, why are you drinking Bud Light? What are you doing with that Bud Light, Lindsay? I didn't know you were a lesbian. I thought you were a heterosexual. What the heck? Now the conservatives are really going to come after your ass. That was smart. So now, now you're at the concert drinking the gay beer at the Morgan. I don't know. That's enough of that clip. I don't even think that clip's that bad. I've acted way worse at a concert. Why is that even going viral, Jimmy? Why is that? Clip um, because she's holding Bud Light and she's acting. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest. You've you never look, acted way, you look Jimmy. annoying and wasted. Jimmy, I wasn't there. Jimmy, remember when you oh, got yeah. drunk on set and you kissed Darius? Yeah, but I mean, and with my Bud Light. So I guess it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So, okay. But let's let Lindsay answer this. So what do you say about uh, Lindsay? 
are you drinking now? Are you sober now? Because if you are drinking, please call me. I want to hang out. I, I want to deal with drunk Lindsay, not sober one. But uh, what, what are you up to these Around. days? Yeah, no, that I have absolutely, like I said, fallen on my face with sobriety, um, you know, this one entire year. Um, and I recently, um, I went to treatment in May and I'm really trying to work on it and stay sober, um, which is another huge reason why, you know, agreeing to a settlement and just throwing my hands up and um, just putting me first. But no, I'm a terrible drinker. And, you know, that was one of the uh, number one defenses in this case is that, you know, she's an alcoholic and blah, 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 blah. But um, I'm really, you know, proud of myself for the chunks of sobriety I had um, during that time. And anyone with a family member that deals with addiction, um, you know, can relate to those things. And um, you just got to own it. Um, but I will say the, the Bud Light thing happened in March and that was way before there was any. Okay, good. I'll, I'll let you you go on that okay so now before you go all the people are going to kill me because they said they wanted me to just cut your head off i don't want to cut your head off Lindsay. but if you are lying if all of this is fake i'm just gonna be honest you're a disgusting human being that deserves to go to jail but i i don't necessarily think that's the case i know trevor bauer has a huge platform he's gonna be able to get his story out there more than yours so that's why i invited you on because i wanted you to be able to tell your side of it now people are probably not going to be satisfied they're going to say oh why didn't you do this why didn't you do that why didn't you kill her because I think that there's three sides to the story, her side, his side, and the truth. And for me, I'm not going to get mad at you or him for doing what I don't know happened, right? So I just wanted to be able to give you this platform. And for the people that are watching this that are mad that I didn't kill Lindsay, she's a hot babe. What do you, I mean, what am I going to do? Cuss her out? So what are you going to do now? Oh, are, Alex, what? can I, sorry to interrupt. No questions. And it's not a question. Well, it's kind of, I, I got a super chat. We're supposed to read them all. It's kind of inappropriate. Lindsay, do you want me to read it? It's not anything mean. It's just weird what is it read it is okay it connor o'brien has said a super chat says did she swallow oh my gosh don't jimmy i i so you don't have to answer she, that but we would I guess, appreciate it you we don't would have appreciate, to answer, you don't have to answer have, anything i'm contractually obligated to read that he is obligated to read those super chats don't show jimmy anymore please don't show jimmy anymore i'm sick of jimmy uh do you uh, uh did you swallow or spit or <laughs> I don't think we ever did that, to be honest with you. What a bummer, because that's my favorite thing to do. But uh, Okay, that. bullshit. You did all that freaky stuff, and you didn't once do Stop, that? Stop, Jimmy. You do not like, confront no, our people. No, that's guests. ridiculous. That Jimmy, she didn't so swallow. Is... Deal with it. She's with Trevor Bauer, that's a pro lie. baseball player. There's no Jimmy, way. they were beating each other up. They exactly. didn't have time to swallow like, each other's like ejaculate, most... okay? okay? Gosh, Jimmy, get your forget a grip, dude. All right, Lindsay, we're going to bring you back on, hopefully, in the future if the story blows up. But I'm happy that you had the courage to come on. That makes you think that you're telling the truth more than all these people that are calling you a liar. So the last thing I want to say is, um, do you have an OnlyFans by chance? I would love to join it uh, because I uh, I don't know if you have one. Unfortunately, no OnlyFans. Um, I can only imagine how that would have played out for me with all of this. So I'm so sorry. About you that. might want to join one real quick. We could, I can get you going. I think we could get, I mean, he's got 60 million hits. If we put that OnlyFans link underneath that tweet, you're going to be rich, bitch. And I mean that. You're too much. Well, I really appreciate you guys, and um, I everything that I said tonight is really important. Um, and like I said, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't confident. And you know, the the actual facts of the case, the ones that haven't been confidential, um, the ones that have been that people just haven't uh, taken the time to really dig into. So I really appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you, Lindsay. Keep us posted. We want to talk to you again. We really want to keep you. Um in our thoughts and prayers. And if you do decide to make an OnlyFans, make sure to text me that link. All right, thank you, Lindsay. See ya. Wow, that was crazy. What, Sarah, are you mad that I didn't go more hard on her?
Uh, no, because honestly, after everything that I've been through, I understand how things can be spun in one direction or another. And I think maybe with time, we'll know more of the truth. I'm not going to lie and say that it's not weird. Like the whole thing is very bizarre. Yeah, she, I think the, she, the posting the video and then saying later on as she's driving home is when the bruises started to appear, even though it happened the night before. But That's, no, bruises do take a minute because I get punched in boxing. Well, uh, four, four hours but, later, though. But yeah. Like, what do you mean four hours later? So, Sometimes so, 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 listen, we're not a science thing, weird. but I mean, I, I'm not even trying but, to defend her right now. I'm just saying, Jimmy, you played football, you'd get hit, and that night I wouldn't have a bruise, and the next morning I'd have a huge bruise on my thigh. That, well, yeah, yeah, that exactly. She said it was the next morning, four hours later. Like, there would... Well, if they're my, up till my, two in the morning banging or something. I mean, yeah, four hours later, I would think there'd be something there. I'm like I said, I'm not. I don't know what happened, but that seems a little sketchy. And then it also a neutral, neutral judge said her evidence was not credible. And but to be out. fair, Trevor Bauer has probably the best lawyers in the entire world on his side. Yeah. I'm just. We well, forgot to ask about her lawyers. And she I know. I, I, there's so much stuff we're going to talk to her about. I would talk to her for the whole hour. We only had her for 25 minutes. Right. And she wasn't able to get a restraining order, which those are actually really easy to obtain. Well, so. yeah, that's something that Trevor said in the video that they're okay. so easy Everybody to obtain. Everybody says it's so easy to obtain, but also if you're a professional athlete, they know that anytime you have a job application or anytime you have a record pull up, if you have a TRO to temporary restraining order against mm -hmm. you. It's on your permanent criminal history. So I think that if you're a good enough attorney, which I deal with attorneys too much, to be honest, if you went to a judge and said, hey, this is going to have a, uh, you know, a, a scar on his permanent record, it's very important that you don't grant this TRO. A judge talking to a smart enough attorney will would listen to him. So I mean, I'm, right. I'm just saying it's not, this isn't Joe Blow, AC, HVAC repairman. This is a professional baseball player that had a million dollars uh, worth of endorsement. So I think that the judge would probably give him a little more leeway in not granting a restraining order against him. That's why I didn't attack her very harshly because we, the bo bottom line is we, I just don't think we know enough on this story and considering like I said what I've been through over 10 years ago and how long it took for the truth to come out about that um, and finally be able to share my story it's just you know a lot of things can look damning for someone so yeah. I just think it's it's good to wait a little while and not personally attack her yeah and those yet. text messages look really bad but she could have been being sarcastic she could have been you know whatever I'm not I'm not saying that those aren't aren't incriminating I'm just saying a, a text message out of context doesn't necessarily make her 100% guilty and it doesn't make her 100% innocent. So we're going to have to just kind of wait on this. But for the same people that are saying, oh, well, she dropped her lawsuit. Well, he did the same thing, too. So knowing that somebody falsely accused you, I would take that to the finish line and never drop that case. So, you know, oh, yeah. I'm saying for so sure. they're both kind of like, well, she dropped it. He dropped it. It would forever stay in his career. But I'm saying they both wanted to be gone with it. If I was him and I had $51 million, I would say, I'm not dropping shit. I'm, I mean, we're, we're taking this to the... I'm suing AOC, my favorite big booty Latina. I mean, I'm a crazy psycho. I'm not dropping a lawsuit because I'm a little tired of it. Uh, I will I will say that Trevor Bauer is countersuing some of the other accusers. Yeah, but he dropped his countersuit against her. He did? Okay. Yeah. That's all dropped this. That's what he said in the video. Did you well, know yeah, watch against, the against her specifically, yes. I'm talking about the other accusers. Yeah, I'm sure he still has that. Yeah, yeah. he's countersuing them. Well, yeah, because if they're suing him, he's want to keep that lawsuit going as much as possible to try to make their attorneys work harder and make you know his victims pay more money or quote-unquote victims alleged victims i want to make that clear all right guys. Uh, also we did a poll is she telling the truth With no 87 percent, yes 12 percent. so mm. our audience is not very convinced no our audience is not very and you know how it's really bad jimmy is that i tweeted that we're having her on and nobody believed me <laughs> literally fake Fake! This is good marketing! Fake! And we actually had her on, and because we've cried wolf so many times, nobody believes this when the wolf actually attacks me. So, uh...
Yeah, Jimmy, work on that, getting our show a little more credibility. Can you do that? Got, got it. And also, speaking of credibility, the, the chat is freaking out at me because I didn't read a sub $20 super chat. Can you let them know? I'm required to read all $20 super chats. That is true, but what I'm was not, the super chat? Was it good? Well, it was the I read the $20 one, about no matter how inappropriate it was, about swallowing. That was kind of hot. Yeah. The way she reacted, I was like, she's... Yeah. Oh, so was... if, for, if it's $20 or above, I promise I will read it. If it's below that, I will only read it if it's funny or top. Okay, speaking of topical, the show is almost over. We didn't really get to Sarah enough on this episode, but because it is the Primetime with Alex Stein show, we have to talk about moi. So this weekend I was at Las Vegas at Skankfest uh, doing a press conference for my upcoming boxing match against Mike Harrington, who's coming on the show tomorrow, my boxing opponent, to preview the fight. But before he comes on the show... We had this press conference. We hung out at Skankfest. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm having fun. I'm at New York, New York Casino, eating a slice of pizza, hitting a slot machine. Things are going good. And then I run into one of my favorite NFL athletes, the one, the only, Beast Mode, a.k.a. Marshawn Lynch, straight out of Oakland, California, played for the Cal Bears. I see this man. And as a sports fan myself, are you a sports fan? Somewhat. Not as much as I used to be. Yeah, because it's all rigged and lame and probably scripted, honestly. But I don't even get me started on that point. I do like athletes. Everybody likes an athlete. So I'm in a Las Vegas casino. I see Marshawn Lynch go by. And most people couldn't even recognize him. But, of course, I recognize Beast Mode. I got, you know, I've just I've watched the guy for years and years and years. So I say, hey, Marshawn, hey, Marshawn. He doesn't respond. So then I walk up to him, maybe a little fast walk, and I just have my old AOC style, hey, I'm going to record this. Let's see what happens. Maybe he'll laugh. Maybe he'll get mad. I don't know. But as soon as I whipped out my phone in selfie mode, he started attacking me. He literally hit me multiple times, chased me through a casino, trying to steal my phone so he could break it before I could send a text message to anybody. So let's watch this clip and then hear the story behind it. Marshawn, I'm with this legend. The man himself, Marshawn, say what's up. Oh, that's the first what's time he hit up, me. Man? And that actually it didn't look like it hit hard, but he hit my wrist hard. Now, I'm trying to leave, and he's just chasing me through the casino. And he's also, you have to remember, he's with his baby mama, and he's with like three gangsters behind him, too, dressed in all black in the Las Vegas casino. You know, it was a little intimidating at this point. I'm not scared, <laughs> but I'm definitely anxious because I know Marshawn, and this when he starts smiling. Marshawn, I'm a fan of yours. Now, this is when I knew it was crazy. When he's trying to troll me, he's like, oh, I'm going to act like your friend, and then he's going to go. I don't want any beef. I don't want any beef. He's saying, hey, what's up? Why is he acting like? And then he hits me right there. So now his phone, if you saw that, his phone fell on the ground. I have my phone. And, and, and now this is the very end of the video. This is the only other part, the girl that I was with, Helen, she filmed it. LGBTQ movie icon actor Marshawn Lynch gets so mad. So after he hit me the second time, the phone falls. Everybody's like, oh, Alex, why didn't you beat up Marshawn? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I was scared for my life. So I grab my phone. I put it in my freaking pocket like this. And Marshawn's grabbing my arm, grabbing my arm. We're trying to get the, the closed captioning, you know, CCTV or whatever the hell it is, the, the surveillance camera. He's grabbing my phone. I literally break a tackle from Marshawn Lynch, even though he's a running back. I broke his tackle, and I run to the roulette table. There's a, uh, a you know a sea of little tables. I'm in the pit, what they call the pit. The casino boss is like, "You got to get out of here. You got to do no players allowed in the pit." I'm like, "I'm not trying to play. I'm trying to run away." There's an NFL running back trying to rip my head off. The guy's like, "What?" Then Marshawn Lynch comes up to the barrier at the table. This is a true story. Marshawn's like, "I'm gonna get your ass. Delete the video. Delete the video." Then the pit boss is like, "What's going on?" I'm freaking out. I'm like, "Call security." 
security. Call the cops. <laughs> as soon as the security gets there, Marshawn has to be held back because now he's starting to get amped up. And you're like, why is Marshawn Lynch in Vegas? Well, he has his court case for his DUI where he got wasted and passed out behind the wheel of his car. And his court case is coming up on like November 14th. So that's why he's in Las Vegas. So Marshawn Lynch is, I don't know. I, didn't, I, I don't know this for a fact. I didn't see him drinking, but he has a history of alcohol abuse. He has a history of making impulsive decisions. He even took a cart after a game was driving it around a field with a bunch of student athletes around. So my point is he's very impulsive and I'm a crazy person. I'm certifiably insane. Now, when another crazy person deals with another crazy person, one has to be the crazier one. And in this instance, it was Marshawn. Because even when I tried to appeal to him, I said, look, I already did a little, little rope-a-dope. I texted it. As soon as I was running away the second time, I started texting it. I'm running through slot machines. Like, you know, there's like a top dollar slot machine, a Buffalo Exchange slot machine. People are ripping cigarettes. And I'm running away from an NFL All-Pro running back tweeting these out. Not tweeting, excuse me, texting these, these things. Because once I texted, I saw it goes through. And remember, I'm running through a casino during this, trying to get security's attention. Once I sent it, I deleted that text message and I stopped. I go, Marshawn. I try to reason. I go, I'll just delete it. I'll delete it. Look, I delete it right here. And then I went in the delete apps, the delete folder, and then I click delete. He's like, no, man, that ain't enough. You texted it. Tries to grab my phone. So that, so that point, when I tried to reason with him, I tried to talk to him like a human being, like, please don't kill me, Marshawn. I deleted it. <laughs> wink, wink, you know, trying to pull a fast one on him because I am a brilliant autistic genius and Marshawn is just autistic. So my point is... It didn't work with him. He's like a guard dog. He did all he wanted was my derriere to eat. He did not want to did not want to chat it out. Did not want to talk it out. Very much Ukraine Russia situation going on. I wanted to have a little, you know, I'm trying to be like Switzerland. I'm trying to be, you know, uh, you know, no war whatsoever. This guy is literally trying to start World War 3. So with all that being said, security finally comes and the security guards are obviously on the NFL All Pro side, but they're like, oh, we ought to trespass you. And I go, trespass me? I'm trying to leave this casino. I just want a freaking police officer to escort me out of here so I don't get killed by this 215-pound monster that's literally trying to rip off my head. So finally security comes, I get escorted out, I hop into a taxi, and you would think, oh, this is over. No, I'm freaked out. Marshawn's got an entourage of three other dudes that look like, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, accuse anybody of having anything. They look like they had criminal records, okay? Marshawn does have a criminal record. We know that he does. It's long. He's been arrested multiple times. <laughs> my point is, birds of a feather flock together. So now in my head, I'm thinking there's four guys, I don't know who they are, probably all criminals, and his baby mama who's yelling the whole time while holding a baby, might I add. I'm thinking that I'm hopping in a taxi. They're going to tell the next taxi to start uh, following me. So this is no joke. I ought to get Helen. If Helen's in the chat, I want her to confirm this. When I got in the taxi, uh, the first words I said to the taxi driver, and Helen was laughing about this, and I wasn't. I was basically crying. She goes, I've never walked in. I've never run into a taxi and heard the guy say, hit it, taxi driver. And that's literally <laughs> what I said. I said, hit it. He's like, where am I going? I said, the encore. Because I didn't want to say our hotel because I'm so worried. I'm thinking that they're in a car behind us, right? I'm thinking like, oh, we're getting trailed. So we get in the freaking taxi. We think we're we think we're gone. We're staying at a beautiful hotel, the Wynn, even though Steve Wynn, the guy that created it, ended up losing his job because of sexual allegations. That's neither here nor there. We make it to the Wynn Hotel. We pull in. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And then all of a sudden behind us, it's a freaking Rolls Royce. I swear. I'm like, Marshawn's in that Rolls Royce. Marshawn's in that Rolls Royce. That's just what I thought, right? I just what I thought. So I'm like afraid to get out of the taxi. The taxi driver's like, you got to go. You got to go. So we finally get out, and we get out, and we look in the Rolls Royce. It's like a small Asian guy. It was not Marshawn. Thank God. 
That's how scared I was. Is that's how scared I was from Marshawn. Everyone's like, oh, Alex, you're a pussy. You why didn't you punch him back? I'm not gonna fight an NFL All-Pro running back ever! <coughs> you idiot! But we did get over 3 million views on Twitter. So I want to say thank you, Marshawn. I know you beat me up. I know we're going to get that security footage. And I know this is not the end of you and I's the Marshawn versus Alex Stein saga. But I want to say thank you for not killing me in that instance. So, Sarah, tell the people where they can find you and support you before you go. Uh, on X, I'm Sarah is censored. And on Instagram, Sarah is censored. And Facebook, Sarah J. Fields. And what's the last? Jerry Springer was known for having, what do you call it? The final moment, final thought. What is your final thought that you would like to express at the end of this episode, sir? Uh, just basically the final thought is that regardless of what actually the truth is, it's already been proven that Harry has lied repeatedly over and over again. And I'm going to continue exposing those lies because I'm absolutely sick of the DNC and all these people, these operatives that they pay, spreading lives, lies for votes. Um, and I'm tired of people not standing up and actually doing something about it. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, what you did is so cool. No, it's not. Every, anybody can do it. Literally anybody can do it. Wait, I have to cut you off, Sarah. All these people that say, oh, oh, I could never do that. I could never go to a city council meeting and cause a scene. Guys, I'm an idiot. If I can do it, you can do it. So <laughs> hammer that home to these people that if you can do it, anybody else can do it. Seriously, Sarah. Four years ago, I didn't even know how government worked. Four years ago, I didn't even understand what a primary was. Yeah. It's it's a it's a learning thing, and it's you educate yourself, and then you just start hammering home. It doesn't matter. You can start off with just a few followers and start publicizing things, and just grow your platform by just telling the freaking truth. Yeah, you're right, hey, guys. Alex, couple super chats, okay. read quickly. Bad Buddhist uh, said, "Poor baby, you went viral with beast mode shekels for your Kleenex." And then someone says, "Alex, you need to recreate you and Marshawn with Darius." <laughs> All right, tomorrow night we're recreating Marshawn. So yeah. you guys be on the lookout. All right, this has been an incredible show. Sorry, I didn't cuss out Lindsay Hill. Caption four one, by the way. Caption Do we four, have caption one. four? Was that the two? Yeah, two, two guys, guys one, one banana. banana. Great job, dang four sixty nine zero. That is a very Funny, funny sexual joke on a show when we're talking about <laughs> sexual allegations. So that was probably not in the best taste, Jimmy, to let that one win. Would you agree? Uh, it was it was your viewer's fault. We did a poll. Okay, well, Jimmy, will you please not let me get in any more fights with Marshawn Lynch? Mm -hmm. And will you please you should probably have stop personal sabotaging security. the show? We'll say that again? You should probably have personal security. I should have time. personal security, but hey, it doesn't matter. When you're dealing with Marshawn Lynch, he could have killed my personal security. Yeah. All right, guys, we end the show the same way every no, time. No, we don't. Fauci, ouchie. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> let, let me give it. Let me intro this because we got to go. Well, guys, let me take you back to a time a long, long time ago. April 2021. The vaccine has been out for a few months. Everybody's worried about COVID. And then one special man saved us all and ended the pandemic. The one, the only, Dr. Anthony Big Tony Fauci. And I made this song. Don't give Jimmy any credit. You can give Bree Teresi a little credit. She has a big gagunk because helped the video. But me, for exposing this man. I know it's two years late. That's on me. That's on me. But I want you to listen to this song. And I want you to really vibe with it. Because this is what we need to do. When they tell you to put your mask back on, because it's coming up. Everything's coming back. COVID, it's all going to come back. You don't blame me, just wait. Instead of saying, I'm not going to wear my mask, I want you to put on 10 masks. And they tell you, say, I'm not going to take a vaccine. Take 10 vaccines. I don't care. We need to mock the system. <laughs> so listen to my little Fauci Ouchie song. And I want you to use it as a, as a game plan, as a template on how to be civilly disobedient when they try to pull this scam once again. 
I love you all. It's been a great show. Give it up for Sarah. Do not thank Jimmy. He did a terrible job. Everybody else, George, Sam, great job. Brandon, thank you guys for making this one of our most serious episodes ever. Now, check out the Fauci Ouchie. It's prime time in JVT, straight from Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah, bitch. Get that Fauci Ouchie. That Fauci Ouchie. Ah! That Fauci Ouchie. Girl, get that Fauci-Ouchie, that Fauci-Ouchie, get that Fauci-Ouchie, that Fauci-Ouchie, girl, get that Fauci-Ouchie, that Fauci-Ouchie, booze me, girl. Give me that Fauci, let's make it ouchy, it'll make you smile if you feel a little grouchy. Dr. Fauci came in riding on a stallion, and he's like Andrew Cuomo, not a pervert, he's Italian. His scientific testing, it killed a bunch of beagles, expect that from a guy who kind of looks like Smeagol. Ah. Boost me, Daddy Fauci. I don't want any trouble. Nope. Put my eighth booster right into my butthole. Stick that needle in that beagle. Ah. I don't care if it's legal. I will go to China for this man and lick the floor of every lab in Wuhan. I'm prime time. Alex Stein. Vaccinate your body. Vaccinate your mind. Yeah. I want to Trust the science for the vax to work. We need 100% compliance. Tony loves all the gays. That's why he gave him so much AIDS. Uh Dr. Fauci is our best friend. Thanks to him, the pandemic won't end. Girl, get that Fauci-Yauchi. That Fauci-Yauchi. Get that Fauci-Yauchi. That Fauci-Yauchi. Girl, get that Fauci-Yauchi. That Fauci-Yauchi. Get that Fauci-Yauchi. That Fauci-Yauchi. Girl, get that Fauci-Yauchi. That Fauci-Yauchi. Get that Fauci-Yauchi. That Fauci-Yauchi. Girl, get that Fauci-Yauchi. That Fauci-Yauchi. Boost me, girl.